It's your boy B-Rob, and I'm back with another edition of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. First and foremost, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for coming back each and every week or however you listen to podcasts. If you're a new listener, I'd like to thank you for coming on over, uh, knocking on the door, and not trying to sell me any uh, Girl Scout cookies, which are delicious, but I can get those by other means. I don't need you whiny ass kids coming up here talking about they're trying to get bikes and shit and all kind of mever badges or whatever you can find your hustle another way not for me my friend but anyway um if you've noticed the last couple of episodes i've been um doing my intros um and having my guests here with me which my guest is here with me now i'll introduce them in a minute but um i'm kind of maybe switching the format to this I like a little input from you all if you like it this way or me just rambling off the top of my dome like I normally do and then introducing the episode and the content that we'll be speaking about, you know, pretty much the old format. So if you like the new format, what I'm doing now, if you like the old format, I like your feedback. You can do that on Twitter at it's B Rob. That's I-T-S-B-R-O-B. Or you can hit me up on the show's Twitter account, which is three R show. But, um, like I said, yeah, I ain't going to ramble too much. I'm just introducing the format. But as I go ahead now and introduce my guest, he is the good brother, part of the NAI Wrestling Network. And he's been through many iterations and um, coming soon <laughs> <laughs> will be a new iteration to that is my guest, which is Matt McCool, former host of the Pipe Bomb with McCool and Company, former host of... The Shattered Glass cast and now future host of the three count. It's proper, right? Is it going to be the three count? Yes. Yeah. All right. So that makes sense. <laughs> but welcome, Matt. This has been a little, a little while coming. Yeah, it really has been. It's great to talk to you again. Uh, it's been a minute since we've had a chance to chat and stuff. But yeah, I've worn a lot of jerseys, been in the same league. But WR Pod, the Pipe Bomb, Shadow Glass Cast, and now my new project, the Three Count with Matt McCool and the NAI Network. But uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I have to ask. I never questioned it before. I mean, because, you know, I'm B-Rob, but you obviously know that's not my name. Is McCool, Matt McCool, indeed your name? <laughs> yeah, that's really funny because I know there's a there's a lot of people uh, that go with the, the kayfabe names, but uh, Matt McCool is my name. It's on my birth certificate. It's on my license, on my passport. My last name is McCool. So uh, I just went in, the, went in with this and just decided to keep my name and think it fits for a radio host. I know because, I mean, it is, pardon the pun, cool. <laughs> you have a really cool name. I can't tell you how many times somebody said that to me, like growing up, substitute teacher or whatever. It's a cool name. <laughs> yeah, just like, or I mean, this out there in the open. Uh, my, my my real name is Shannon, so all my life is just like, <laughs> oh shit, I didn't know that. Well, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I probably edited it out so nobody will ever know. <laughs> but um, you're a girl. That's a girl's name. Why they give you a girl's name? You know, stupid shit like that. And what's weird about that name, too, in my whole life so far, I have only met maybe three people in person, guys with the name Shannon. So that I thought that's weird. I've been on Earth almost 36 years and I've only met three other people with the name first name Shannon guys. Well, hey, Shannon Sharp, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but like I'm talking about I've met personally, you know, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah, and then I don't know too many famous Shannons out of outside of Shannon Sharp. <laughs> it's a cool name, though. You have to own it. Yeah, and it's Irish. Exactly. Yeah. So we're both Irish, then, I guess. Yeah, we are Irish cousins. 
<laughs> least yeah. We, we don't have the Irish curse, so that's cool. I probably do, though. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss or gain, however you look hey, at it. Hey, you know, uh, we had some potato famine over in Ireland years ago, but uh, we came over the Ellis Island, and now we're running shit in America. Yeah, well, I mean, tell me about that. I mean, who, where does the Irish start in your family? Does it go back to the grandparents or how far back, you know, when did y'all come to America? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I know that when we went to Ireland two years ago, um, after I graduated, we actually found that we're from uh, the McCool clans from County Donegal in Ireland. Well, and uh, my, I my granddad's- you off. I don't mean to cut you off, but- once again with the pun that when you just said the McCool clan that shit was just cool as fuck to me <laughs> <laughs> thank you no thank you I, I appreciate it it's not even spelled like it is because I mean the McCool clan and McCool name traces all the way back to Finn McCool who was an Irish folk legend um, and actually Finn Balor is named after after Finn McCool and I actually went to the Giants Causeway and I was saying that uh, my granddad's last dying wish was to go to Ireland so we uh, spread his ashes in the uh, Giants Causeway and then we found Bally McCool Park in uh, Ireland and spread his ashes there too but it's spelled M-A-C-C-O-O-L but Finn McCool's name the Irish led giant um, his last name is spelled McCumhall or something so it, it's changed a lot but I know that we're from County Donegal in Ireland. I'm not sure when our family came over, uh, but I think it was I think it was in the 1900s. I'm not 100 sure though. That, see, that's crazy, man. It's like as far back as like my family lineage, because I never tried to chase, trace it back or anything. But you know, now I'm getting more interested, especially when you give the cool ass backstory that you just gave. <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of want to know where I come from. All I know is it starts. With my mom and my dad for me. And, you know, they both from a little bitty town called Elton, Louisiana, which was a block long and a block wide. <laughs> and that's that's it. I mean, I know all my brothers and sisters. We got a big ass family of uh, what? 18 of us. But wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like combined because my dad okay. had 12 kids with his first wife, which <laughs> that's, wow. that's still a lot. That's a, that's a lot of kids. Yeah, and then there's the six with, that my mom bring to the fold. I mean, I'm the only child between my mother and father. You know, all those, are, you know, they're like half brothers and sisters. Oh. You know, so I mean, it's still blood, still family. I mean, I didn't grow up with any of them <laughs> because they were so much older than me. Oh. But I grew up with their kids and my cousins. <laughs> so that's that's weird as shit cuz like That's a huge family, dude. I know. I mean, I think the last thing that we had that was close to a family family reunion, it was my father's 80th birthday and all the Robinson kids came home and they were there for the his birthday. And it was just crazy. <laughs> how you guys how do you guys all stay in one house? Well, see, that was the thing. Like I said, I never grew up with any of them because, like, my mom had me when she was turning 40 years old. My dad was already 50. So all the kids that they had were already grown and out of the house. So oh. I only grew up with two other kids in the house, and that's my the two youngest ahead of me, my, um, my sister and my brother. And um, shit, right now, what, my sister is 50-something years old, and my brother is, <laughs> like, around that age, too. And wow, I, and I'm about to turn 36 next month. <laughs> so that's the that's the youngest three of the bunch. That's the age difference between the youngest three. My oldest sister, the um, oldest one out of all the kids, out of all 18 of us, is damn a couple years younger than my mom, and my mom is 75. <laughs> wow, must be nice to have a lot of uh, wise older siblings. I'm the oldest, so. I kind of have to fill that role, even though sometimes we feel like my middle sister, Jordan's a parent of the whole family. Yeah. And, and it's like that. I mean, my, I'm about to say my sister, no, but my wife, which is not my sister. So don't get that to us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my wife, um, she come from a family of uh, seven, I think. And she is the baby. But, you know, the way how that family works is like she's the big sister and she the one mentoring everybody else. <laughs> That's funny. It's funny how some people are the oldest, some of the youngest, but then they change roles within the family. I don't know, man. It's just 
a lot of crazy things going on. But I mean, besides your kick ass uh, backstory, you know, the whole McCool clan and everything, which could be a cool wrestling stable. You can probably get. Well, Ooh. We can get Finn Balor in there. We can get Sheamus. Becky Lynch. Becky Sheamus. Lynch. I mean, I am half German too, but I've I've not been to Germany. I don't know like where my family would come yeah. from in Germany. I just know that, you know, blonde hair and blue eyes is kind of German, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean shit you might be genetically predisposed to doing some good German suplexes too, so <laughs> you don't know. I mean, you know, New Orleans is coming up, you'd be down there. I know you're probably gonna go for the NAI hardcore title again. So, I mean, you might be able to bust out some German suplexes. About that. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be down there, actually. I wish I was going down. Oh, I'm no. not going down. I know. I know. I I would love to go down to Mania. I'm really bummed on a miss it. I went to Dallas and uh, Orlando, and I know New Orleans is going to be nuts. But uh bought a house about a year ago and I've got, you know, responsibilities, two, two weddings and two bachelor parties and tons of stuff I've had planned this year. So unfortunately I can't. And I also went to the Royal rumble, which was a lot of fun too. So yeah. I mean, well that was in your backyard. So <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man, I understand, dude. I mean, it was kind of iffy for me as well, but I mean, if anything, I'm gonna still go down, show my face, and come back because I mean it's not a far drive for me. I mean, yeah, you can still like go down for a night. For I me, mean, if I could go just to Mania, I would. Yeah. If, if I went down, I would probably just fly down Saturday afternoon. Not gonna take over and just go to Mania and leave Monday. Yeah, yeah. I probably just shit. I probably go early, early, early Sunday morning, or damn, just go to Louisiana Saturday night. Get there early Sunday morning watch the show, turn around, and come home that night. <laughs> How far of a drive is it? Oh, um, well, shit. I mean, it's probably about maybe six hours total. Which That's not bad. I know. That's that's not shit to me. I mean, I mean, but like six hours at like 1130 midnight is a bit of a stretch. Well, I mean, I mean, everybody ain't built tough like me so i mean because <laughs> you, you know they're gonna run like a half an hour late they always yeah. do i don't know i'll just gauge the field i mean I, I got some peeps down floating around new orleans and hamming and all i mean that's where my family is from we're from louisiana so i mean i could find one of them motherfuckers is like 18 of us so sure you can always stay with Derek too yeah it, he'll probably scream wonderful all night <laughs> <laughs> Which, oh which is funny you bring Derek up because he'll be on the show next week. Oh, really? So, yeah, that'll be cool. Oh, uh, that's perfect. I'm Director of wood, so I don't jinx it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been on the air with him in uh, a long, long time. That was, it's, it was always fun. Oh, my God. How many times we uh, had him on the pipe bomb, like, even even like before you came on. It just was always, always fun. <laughs> Me and Derek used to always do uh, red versus white. So, I would drink white wine. He would drink red wine. And by the end of the show, he's, like, slurring his words and, like, you know, you doing the whole, you know, delete thing, put me on the list, you know, freaking out. Uh, it's it's always a doozy with him. Yeah, and I mean, and all this through podcasting, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I uh, I basically I got into podcasting. I was a fan of WrestlingRumors.net, and I saw on their website they were looking for writers. So I reached out to the owner, and he ironically went to Michigan. So we kind of hit it off, and I started writing a little bit. And I said, "Look, I really want to do podcasting." And um, I started WR Pod, and I started doing warm up, and that's how I met Derek. Um, and we became friends. This was like October of 2015. And then the WR pod went down to Dallas, actually met up with Derek, uh, had a blast, watched takeover with him, went to, went to this bar in Dallas and he was like flirting with these girls, had a couple of beers, drove us home. And then the next day, um, we were going to Mania and we met Derek's brother and Derek's brother is the exact opposite of Derek. It was so funny to see like the two, the uh, dynamics. So it's been a while. Now, um, as far as podcasting go, I mean, usually when I have a podcast, a fellow podcast on the show, I ask them, when did they discover podcasts? I mean, not actually doing the podcast, but like, when did you discover podcasting and what it was and, you know, 
picking shows that you wanted to listen to or something that you might have been interested in? Wrestling podcasting and, and doing it and as like a thing or like just podcasts in general? Just podcasts in general. I mean, I've been listening to Sports Talk Radio ever since I was in elementary school. Um, and then I believe I would say maybe high school, I started dipping into podcasts like NFL podcasts, more definitely some wrestling podcasts too. Um, got out of it, changed my interest a little bit, and then eventually got more into wrestling podcasting towards the end of the end of college. But I listened to podcasts for a very, very long time. And I always thought I did sports broadcasting camp growing up for seven years. It was a lot of fun. My my videotapes are ridiculous, they're terrible. But of anything that I did, I always really enjoyed just doing the audio and doing sports talk radio versus like, you know, anchoring, which is terrible and play by play is okay. But sports talk radio is always my kind of thing I would want to do out of all that stuff. So what was the, the camp broadcasting camp? Yeah, it's playbyplaycamps.com. So it's uh, this guy, Jeremy Treven, who um, used to be an assistant coach for like Lower Marion. He did broadcasting and just started this idea about having a camp for kids. Um, and it started in Philly and they would bring in like a bunch of athletes and like Sal Palantonio, like uh, the broadcasters for the Flyers and a variety of different people. Um, and that, and they went from just Philly to Philly, Baltimore, Boston, L.A., Chicago, and they've been doing it. I want to say ever since like 2003, and it's it's so much fun. Like it was just basically a camp of a bunch of kids that love sports, and the day camp was fun. But I also did the overnight camp in Baltimore one time, and also in Villanova, and that was a blast. I mean, so. What's the catalyst for this? I mean, kids usually don't just go to broadcasting camp. I mean, do I mean were you made to go or was it something that, you know, drew you in? I mean, how did you I was watching I was watching Comcast Sportsnet um one day, I guess Sports Rise, and I saw a commercial for the camp. It was like, Oh, do you want to be in sports broadcaster? Blah blah. You know, kind of broadcasting camp, and I, I kind of, I love sports, and I thought at the time that's what I wanted to do, so I just tried it out with a, a buddy of mine, and this was, I think, I was eleven the first camp I went to, yeah, eleven. So I ended up going every single year uh, since then until I was like seventeen. So, sorry about the pause there, but I mean, that's okay. What was the atmosphere like there? I mean, it was. <laughs> I mean, I, I can't I'm still trying to wrap my brain around a broadcasting camp. I mean, I know what it is. I know what it sounds like. But I mean, I can't imagine being there. I mean, what was it like? See, I wish I could like get my itiner. I know I have all this stuff somewhere, um, but basically it's in like a, you know, a college auditorium. And the first the first day they go over like Jeremy goes over like who he is and and basically they give you an itinerary for the week. And basically you know, you do play by, you get like a, used to be like video taste, but like DVDs, you do like anchoring, read off the teleprompter. Um, you record your voice over, you know, games. I've toured, uh, nationals park, citizens bank park, the Raven stadium, like a financial field, uh, Wells Fargo center. You do stadium tours, athletes come and they do like a little press conference. Funniest story though, is oh. this was the second year I was doing it. Um, and NBC National News was coming in. So <laughs> Brian Williams, I don't know what, whether it was Brian Williams or one of the other people, they're like, we, we want to hear your best sports call. And uh, I got on <laughs> National News and I was actually wearing a Rams hat and I was like, it's in the seats and gone. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was fun. I mean, hearing you describing and everything, I mean, it's just like how you was giving your kick-ass family's backstory or whatever. It's just like, it makes me more, you know, like, damn, I wish I had a broadcasting camp when I was coming up. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I mean, they should definitely expand to Houston, but it's it's grown a lot, and it was... It was always a lot of fun. Like I said, it was just a bunch of kids that love sports. I mean, I've met friends at that camp that I still talk to. Uh, always had a great time. There was no like mean kids in school. I was always like the big sports fan. So to go to a camp with basically huge sports fans and the people are really nice and stuff, like it was great. No, I mean, do you think that somebody could apply that same principle, those same principles or that same premise? 
to podcasting, doing like maybe podcast seminars or a podcasting camp for younger kids or something like that? No, for sure. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they already got I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure what they would do with it, but broadcasting camp kind of covers that. Yeah. They don't do too much wrestling and we would do stuff like, you know, PTI on air and, you know, use green screens and stuff. Oh, that's cool. I'm just trying I'm just trying to see if like if I can find any of the uh the old the old clips from camp. Oh my god. I think the most interesting camp that I went to as a kid besides like the little, you know, the standard summer camps where you do archery and all kind of crazy shit like that. I think the coolest thing I camp I went to was like a computer camp. And it was oh, like nice. Teaching us how to use computers and shit and different software at the time. It was like Microsoft Paint and all kind of bullshit. <laughs> Microsoft Paint. Which is dead. R.I.P. Microsoft Paint. Aww. <laughs> yeah, they retired it, man. They don't come with the software no more. Oh, yeah. I remember Microsoft Paint. That was always fun. Yeah. And I could, <laughs> I could remember even into um, adulthood, I was like maybe a year or two, maybe three in the Marine Corps and, you know, freaking 19, 20 years old. And I was making CDs. I was making mixtapes. I mean, not my personal music, but like new songs that would come on the radio. I would download them and I throw them all on the CD and I would sell them and I would take this is before I got into Photoshop and all, or even knew what Photoshop was. I would mm-hmm. um, take pictures and I would put them in uh, Microsoft Paint and I would make like the CD covers for them and everything. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. It would look janky as shit, but I mean, it was Microsoft Paint. <laughs> <laughs> it looks janky as shit. Uh... But in addition to broadcasting and everything, I mean, did you go to school for that or just, you know, through trial and error, through camps and whatever but you mean you mean college yeah i didn't go to a broadcasting school actually i went to michigan i major in sport management so um i did everything from marketing to operations to a class about urban development and real estate and stadiums and lots of fun stuff it was it was applied to sports but i still got a very well-rounded degree and then i learned about like the basics of like marketing and all the different aspects and i still use things that i learned in school every single day at my day job. See, I was just about to ask you that. I was like, now that you're done with school and everything, do you feel like it paid off? Definitely. 100%. All right. I mean, we done covered a, a gambit of things. You, the, the cool ass, the cool clan, and uh, the freaking broadcasting camp, which I dig. Um, getting into podcasting and everything. But you know what we like or love the most and that's professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Tell me, when did you first get the bug? When did pro wrestling first hook you? So I was, I think I was walking around in a Walmart or a GameStop, yes. and yes. I it's saw the best a, story ever. <laughs> a free demo for SmackDown. Shut your mouth. Two thousand three, and had Triple H in the demo. And ever since then, I started playing the games, started watching wrestling, and got into it and loved it ever since. Um, I didn't watch it consistently because my parents actually told me it was inappropriate when I was eleven, and then told me I was addicted to it when I was sixteen, which is actually kind of funny. I still busting them for that, um, but. It's been basically since I was 10 or 11 years old, and I don't know what it was about wrestling, just like the, the larger-than-life personalities, the music, you know, the games are really cool, the wrestling itself was cool. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit everybody. I did think I, – I remember telling one of my friends in fifth grade, you know, it used to be fake, but now it's real. I did I did think it was real at a, at, for, for a certain point. I'm not going to lie. I think we all have, but uh, it's been a long time. Yeah, like finding out that um it was staged or whatever. For me, it was just like I was denied the opportunity to find it out on my own. Oh, it was just like um my dad would always like I would always watch wrestling, and my dad would always come in the room. He said, "You watching that fake stuff?" You, oh. he's like you know it's rigged, right? And I would never believe him. I'd be like, "He hit him with a chair. He did this and that. This not it's not fake." And, you know, years later, that dude, the mass wrestler or whatever, came out with that special. 
you know, exposing pretty much how they did all the moves and everything. And that's how I found out. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> but it's funny now because, like, I'm no, I'm the biggest wrestling fan in this house. My kids kind of like it because, you know, that's they know that's what I, I like. Of course. So the oldest one, she would watch wrestling with me. You know, and then my son would pop in and out. I think he's an undercover wrestling fan because, like, I would never see him watch wrestling. But um, if he would ever so happen to come in the room while I was watching TV, he could tell me whoever's on the roster and what's going on. And I was like, I don't ever see this dude watch wrestling. So how the hell he know everything about wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, they're your kids. They want to, you know, like what you like. And even if even if, like, it's not their thing, they'll still watch it with you to spend time with you. But um, back to the older kid, she would watch stuff with me, and sometimes she would ask me to watch, um, you know, certain wrestlers that she would um hear about. And oh, I, nice! And I can remember um we would um we watched um a couple things on the WWE Network, or even before the WWE Network, they had um the stuff about Goldberg and the streak and everything. So we watched that whole documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, she wanted to know about Macho Man, so that's when the network came out. We started watching a little bit about Macho Man, and then. She would always believe that it was real, you know. Oh. And then suddenly she started decoding it, and I could see it, the you know the kayfabe chip away piece by piece. And she was like, "I forgot what the, what was going on, but it was something that you know if you know about wrestling, you know you know how they did it." And she was like, "Well, how did they do that? Because I don't imagine that um, you know hurting or whatever or something. It was some stupid." ass move that's convoluted by wrestling and i was like i don't know i would never tell her that it's fake or it's rigged or it's set up or anything like that i'll just let her find out on her own because i didn't want to be the one to tell her and then every so often she would come in and just like you know i'm starting to think that wrestling isn't real and i was like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what no of course not <laughs> i mean the undertaker is really dead guys like come on yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know, man. It's just like, how many times can Marty Scroll break these people's fingers? You know, <laughs> <laughs> how many eye gouges can you take before your fucking redness and your corneas is jacked up? Your <laughs> <laughs> redness and corneas are jacked up. How many times can uh, Chris Benoit jump off the top rope before he hurts his head? Oh, oh. too soon. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it, it was uh, that CTA for you. Yeah, oh man, it's just it's crazy. It's professional wrestling, but um, going for it. Um, you coming up with the three count and everything? And to be honest with you, I know nothing about you know the stuff that you did before um, the pipe bomb with McCool and Company. That's how I was introduced to you and you know mm-hmm. got to know you and everything. But um, to me, as it stands, you doing the solo show with three count that makes sense to me because like um, you know working with you on the pipe bomb and everything, it's just like you always had an idea for what you wanted the show to be, and I can understand how that is um, trying to get what you want out. And having two other people with you or, you know, any combo of the two of me and um, Josh or Chip and um, Damien. So I know you have your own ideas and you want to do your own thing and make it unique to you and everything. But it makes sense to me that you would have a solo show. And I think that this is a good idea. Now, as far as your show, the three count that's coming out, I mean, I know it's a spinoff of kind of what you was doing for that segment where, you know, fans would submit questions and you would answer them live on air, give your thoughts and opinions and everything. But will the three count show that's coming out now, would it deviate a lot from that or just putting a new spin on it? What's going on with the um, new three count? Yeah, so there's, there's a lot there um, to unpack. So, I mean, I, I want to first start with I, I did the WR pod that I started on Wrestling Rumors, and that was with uh, my friend JJ. Agab was on it. Derek was on it plenty of times, too. Still the director of operations, and we just talked about a bunch of wrestling topics and basically talked about the week. And um, when I started the pipe bomb, I was watching Daily News Live. It was a show um, on Comcast Sports, and now it's called NBC Sports Talk. And they did this thing called Quick Six. And I thought, you know, 
why don't we do a thing where fans can send in questions called the three count, you know, one, two, three, and it could be, you know, three quick questions or something. And basically it turned into from three questions to, you know, we'll get five or six, we'll get 10 to, you know, we get 50 questions and you know this, yeah. the, the response, whether it was, you know, Nate sending a bunch of questions or King or we, we gotten, it wasn't just a, couple people there was a lot of people sending in questions and it basically took over the entire show to where like we would and you said you know it's better for me to do the solo show i mean it was just difficult because a lot of weeks there was topics that i want to talk about Mm -hmm. and certain things and we had so many questions that i either have to do it before and we would kind of go on and on, and then we would take way too long for the show to where the show was yeah. like two and a half hours. We've done – I'm pretty sure we did a three-hour show. Oh, I'm, yes. I, I, we, did, we definitely did. Yes, without and it, it was And it was an absolute – it was an absolute blast, but like, you know, it's taxing for, for people. I know people listen to it, but it was taxing for people to actually listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that we're – I'm just doing the three count – like I said, the three count basically took over the pipe bomb and became the pipe bomb. So this is just a natural progression for me, um, you know, moving into basically going back to my roots. The Shadow Glass Cast was great to, to try an all women's wrestling show, but, you know, to structure the show each week, just about that, you know, um, it became difficult. I had a lot of fun with it. I, I love working with Jane, Damien and Chip, and they have great chemistry. They're going to do great things with uh, Salty Chips on the NAI Wrestling Network as well. But in terms of the three count, I mean, this is something that I just – learned honestly yesterday um so i mean i have ideas for the show uh i think that what we're gonna do is we're gonna open up to you know any questions about wrestling and and, you know other questions about life too i want this not just to be about wrestling but Mm. where people can say hey um what do you think about the super bowl um not you know what's your favorite food you know what kind of girls not that kind of stuff but like Mm. questions about other things we can kind of mix in too i'm gonna open it up i think but then you know, once I open it up and see what the, the questions are about, and if there's a certain week, like for example, if we did if we do if we did a show next week, I may say, hey, I want your questions about the women's elimination chamber match. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you think about it? Send me your questions about that, or hey, what do you okay. think about the WrestleMania card, or hey, what do you think about um, who are the greatest champions? Just kind of guiding the questions too um it's also going to be a shorter show (laughs) i am not doing i am not (laughs) doing a show that's longer than an hour anymore it's just not it's just not happening you know we we had uh a lot of late nights with the pipe bomb yes a lot a lot of a lot of that was my fault um to where like we we would talk we record for two hours we talk afterwards i go to bed at like (laughs) two three in the morning get off of work at seven it just became like it was it was a lot and it's also really taxing for people to listen to and listen to a show for a long time. And trust me, don't get me wrong. It was a blast. Yeah, yeah. But it's going to be a little more structured. Um, but I want to open it up. I mean, I have a lot of a lot of ideas, but I also want to hear from the fans. Like I said on Twitter last night, you know, if you have any ideas, tweet me. This is, you know, this is a concept with a three count. It's going to be about fan interaction, first and foremost, what you guys want to hear, and fan questions. But just like the show, I mean, I want to hear what do you guys want from this show. So the options are endless, and I'm looking forward to getting started here soon. It's just, you know, you have to come up with a intro and logo yeah. and get your own feed and have a plan. And in terms of a solo show, that's also not 100%, you know, solid. Um, I'm planning on having a lot of, you know, my friends in podcasting, like, you know, you and Derek and King HR and the other hosts on the network on the show. But, you know, if things go well and, you know, if I have chemistry with somebody, there's not to say I wouldn't bring in, bring on a co-host. It just, it just depends. I just don't know yet, which is that, which is good in a way. Yeah. Well, you're part of the NEI Ness. I, I, I gotta say it slow because in, yeah. in, in my head, in my head, Whenever I say NAI network, to me, it always sounds like I'm saying N-E-I. So <laughs> I got to slow it down. The NAI Wrestling Network. You're a part of that, and they're doing major things. They're doing um, more Twitch TV stuff, live broadcast, uh, mm-hmm. YouTube, and, um, you know, all that stuff, you know, steadily growing the brand of uh, NAI. And I think that's pretty cool. Now, um, you are a piece to that puzzle. And um, I know they're doing a lot of things. 
just me spitballing. Um, how would you feel about maybe taking live calls on the show? For, uh, oh my God. I've always wanted to do that. I have always wanted to take live calls. Mm-hmm. Like I would love to do live calls. I mean, I've, t- I've told you, I listen to sports talk radio my entire life. And, uh, I just think it'd be fun to, to get like random calls and random. I would love to do that. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And in terms of the NAI network, I mean, they're also, you know, I've talking with Jay. I mean, I would love to do, you know, maybe a weekly video show or, you know, yeah. video clips every so often answering a specific question on video where I can add, you know, pictures and kind of expand on just one question mm-hmm. to whereas when we used to do the pipe bomb, we had so many questions. We used to have to just like either rush the questions or yeah. we spend a lot of time on one question. I don't I'm not going to limit the questions, but it's going to be an hour. It's going to be an hour or it's going to be less than that. So, I mean, I'm not hundred percent sure in terms of the length. Like I said, this is all up in the air right now. Yeah. Um, but that's good. Mm-hmm. I don't know. As far as time goes, I, I believe hour is good. And I think maybe uh, the sweet spot would be anywhere from 35 to 45 minutes. Because, I mean, depending on where people live, I think a good commute, like maybe to work or something yeah. or a ride on the bus or train or whatever, that would be a good, you know, starting point maybe. I, I like that too. 35 minutes is good for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, it all depends on how you feel, man, because I can remember listening to um, <laughs> what, what guy I know, um, Andre uh, Almighty Psyche was uh, the name of his podcast. And um, this is when I first started podcasting. I came across his show and um, his episodes would be like three hours and 30 minutes, almost four hours and shit. And I was like, how, how, how can you do this? How can you put this out? And I tried to listen to an episode or whatever, man. It just goes on and on and on and on and on. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> and Andre is a cool guy, man. I had him on my show. Um the, sh- the original podcast that he had has gone away now and I think he has something new again but you know <laughs> it was just crazy to think that somebody could talk that long then um, I know of Joe Rogan having a podcast I know he's been doing it for years but I never really listened to the shit and I dropped in on his feed or whatever I've seen three hour episodes and three plus hour episodes I'm like why why <laughs> It's just, it's just too much. I mean, yeah. first of all, if that's a solo three hours, I don't know what, unless he's just like rambling about everything that's on his mind, I don't know how the hell he can yeah. do that. I mean, I can do it, but not that damn long. And then, <laughs> three hours is for by yourself is a little much. I don't know. It's just like, you got a lot of shit going on up there. <laughs> but yeah, man, I, I think that would be a cool dynamic to your show, man. Just like, not even every episode or you can do sp- maybe once a month or however you want to do it, but just like have the people that submit these questions, you know, get their voice on your show and have them call in and everything. I think that'd be a real good dynamic to your show. Or, you know, fans can send in, you know, audio, audio questions or audio clips yeah, or, or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm open, honestly open to anything. So, like I said, you have any ideas, any ideas, tweet me at McCoolNAI. Let me know um, about the show. Hopefully, uh, some of your – because I remember when you took over the pipe on Twitter, you followed a bunch of people. And you, we used to get, like, <laughs> really dark and really funny questions yeah. from like, out of all your boys. I actually – I actually need to have – I need to have Joe Moffat on my show. Yes. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> Oh my God! There's there was just so many times we recorded that I, I just just died. I mean that was you know just promoting the three count and getting ready and and everything. You know once you're once you're on air, just shoot the shit with people. Like I, I laughed, I laughed so much. Yeah, and that was the thing that I enjoyed about the um the three count. Well, not the three count, the pipe bomb with McCool and Company. It's just like it wasn't my show, but I was a yeah. part of it, and I I wanted to do anything and everything I can to bring you know, people outside of wrestling to the yeah. show, you know, and like Joe Moffat, that's, that's one of the guys, he's a freaking funny ass comedian. And, um, just to have him in there and him also being a wrestling fan, which kind of was great for the show is just, it was bananas. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, it was it was. I, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who he was. I didn't know anything about him. I knew I heard he was a comedian, and he comes on the show and like he's literally talking. And I can't stop laughing, and I'm I'm supposed to be like hosting the show, like. <laughs> yeah, man, Joe's a good dude, and um, you'll be heading back this way to Houston sometime soon. So I'm gonna have to try to nice, work up with him. Nice. Yep, me and him, me him, and another local comedian, uh, Foxy. We oh all, yeah, yeah. I got to, I got to listen to that still. Yeah, well, I, I'll get it to you because I, I, I haven't put that out, but I think he put it out on his uh, show, the Joe Moffat show. So, three hours, me, me, him, and her in a hotel room while they, while we drinking. You guys are drinking. Uh, I still got to listen to that. And that's so funny. Three hours of just random rambling, and then uh, me and Foxy went in Walmart and shot a video afterwards. <laughs> oh yeah, I watched that. That was hilarious. And then my son over there hogging up all the camera time and shit. <laughs> oh man. But um in AI, was it like being a part of the the machine? You know, um, I gotta be honest with everybody. I uh I was a fan of the show. Um I remember when they were a Twitter account and a YouTube podcast and I listened to them and um I it was right when I was really getting back into wrestling towards the end of college. And I remember like their first shows and listening to them and listening to, to Jason um, and Bill and Liam too, but li- really Jason, I uh, listened to him and the show inspired me to podcast. I was like, look, I can do this. I know a lot about wrestling. I have a background in sports talk radio. I want to do this. And you know, when I started, um, I always knew that I wanted to be involved with them because, you know, I, in my opinion, and I still believe this, I think that their show is the best wrestling podcast out there. I still listen to it every week, just like the same thing. And I'm on the network. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I did WR pod, you know, talking a little bit on Twitter and built my brand and, and then I applied to be on the network, put in, you know, a nice email and through some some audio clips from recent recent episodes and got asked to be on and it's it's a lot of fun you know the best part about the network is it really is a true community um there's been so many stories like bill cough like chip uh that have gone to manias and not known anybody and and you know, met people and now they're their best friends i mean i've met you know i've become great friends with all the guys and chip bill jason liam and uh stay with them down in orlando that was a lot of fun you know going to all the hangouts just nice to have a community um, where you can just talk about wrestling and, you know, there's no negativity. And of course, you know, you're going to have your haters and, you know, yeah. Roman Reigns fans. And I know there's, a, you know, a lot of, <laughs> there's a Sasha Banks army too. And there's lots of, a lot of people are very passionate about the people and the wrestlers they like, but it's just nice to have that community. And, and all the guys are so supportive of me and have gone out of their way to support me and, you know, uh, give me chances and they gave me such a great opportunity and it was a dream come true for me honestly to be on the network and just want to make those guys proud and uh you know keep it going sweet now before we uh sign off and go into that good night um why do you like Sasha Banks so much <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy because Triple H is my second favorite wrestler of all time, and I just remember like watching NXT and just seeing this larger than life character. She just she's got a special it factor about her that I just I personally just have not scene that i connected with i connected with the boss character when i was in high school i my one of my nicknames to be the boss um because of the, the rick ross song didn't really happen but uh and i just i love her moveset i loved her her swagger um how she was as a heel i think she's one of the best wrestlers in the entire world she puts on a great match with anybody um everything from the music and then you step away from Sasha Banks, she stepped into Mercedes. Mercedes. See, the funny thing is, it's not even about that at all. It's not, <laughs> no, I'm it's not, it's not even about. It's not even. Oh my gosh, she's so hot. It's not. It's not about that. It's just like. <laughs> uh, I, I I miss those uh, those audio drops. Uh, I heard that so many times. Um, but uh, you look into Mercedes, mm-hmm. and Mercedes 
has been a wrestling fan her entire life and it's yeah. been her dream. And to see someone like that accomplish their dream and not only do that, but accomplish their dream and be a part of help changing what women's wrestling was and what it is today mm-hmm. is, is amazing. And she loves the business. And, you know, I just, I, I just think she's a great person. She's a phenomenal wrestler. And I just, I love the character. And, uh, I'm not a hundred percent. I keep, it seems like she's going to go heel and mm-hmm. it, it's been this way for a while. Now it seems like it's, it's going to happen. Might even happen on Sunday. Who knows? Yeah. But it just, at the same time though, like, you know, Vince McMahon today tweeted, there was a video of a, a little girl at a live event and she had like lost her grandfather or something that day. And Sasha like made, went out of her way to like, you know, wave at her and like smile for the camera for like a video and stuff. And he's like, this is what it's all about. That's where I was talking to Kane about today. It's where it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she is, she, she is the, the top face on raw from a women's perspective, but you know, who's to say that she couldn't do those appearances and, you know, do the make a wish things and still be a heel. I mean, she still could be nice in person. I think that we're kind of at this point in 2018 in the wrestling business, we're kind of beyond the whole, kayfabe you need to be a heel unless you're like the undertaker you know what i mean yeah i mean it is it's weird you know nowadays for professional wrestling because like me and you like we're older you know mm-hmm. there's many fans that are older than us we get it and everything and then we can easily just say like all right there's they don't there, there needs to be no division there just need to be people in professional wrestling. Sasha Banks doesn't need to be a face. Sasha Banks doesn't need to be a heel. She just needs to be a kick-ass professional wrestler, you know, highlight her personality, you know, and let the story, the story dictate how that character acts. Exactly. But, you know, when you have kids that like professional wrestling too, and, you know, maybe even some, you know, in between, you know, you got to have some kind of clear division for them so i mean wrestling is kind of weird like that i mean but i believe if you damn craft a good enough story i mean don't overdo it as far as like oh your sports team sucks and all this other crap you can't be doing that yeah i believe that everybody would be into it kids adults teens all that i i think that anyone that there's like, oh, wrestling's fake, this and that, it's inappropriate. Like my parents, oh, you know, it's it's what's terrible image for role model for girls. They wear skimpy stuff, you know. It's it's inappropriate, all this stuff. Like you can't, if you honestly watch wrestling without a predetermined negative opinion in your mind, you can't tell me it's not entertaining with all the with the music and the pyro and yeah okay is is the tv writing great all the storylines great no of course not but there's something i i believe i truly believe there's something in wrestling that can, that can interest anyone whether it's the athleticism whether it's the entertainment value whether it's the storylines whether it's the characters i feel like there's some there's with wrestling there's something for everybody and it's so unique in that it combines so many different elements of entertainment that we all love yeah and then, like, my argument always been, like, oh, well, wrestling's fake. Well, so is CSI Miami and all these other <laughs> shits that you watch. So is every single show that you watch, except when you watch it, you don't, like, oh, that's, oh, my God. Look, George, it's George Clooney. It's not um, X, Y, and Z. Like, come on. Like, I, I've, I've heard, like, friends say that to me. And I'm like, guys, like, you're dumb. And then, <laughs> and then, and then my friend Dave, he's like, oh, but all the fans think it's real. I'm like. No, they don't. What are you talking about? Maybe the little kids, but if you watch wrestling and you think it's real and you're like, you know, over the age of 12, then, you know, it's kind of got a problem. Something's up. I mean, you believe very yeah. hard. <laughs> you know, I have a funny story um, kind of related to that. Go ahead. Um, I <laughs> believed in Santa Claus until I was 11. Um, and I was actually at my sixth grade lunch table. And it was around Christmas time. Thank God I was with friends. <laughs> and I, we were talking about Santa. I'm like, oh, yeah, like Santa's real. And they're like, excuse me? I'm like, no, he's real. Like, no, I track Santa. And they're like, no, no, no. Like, no, like Santa's not. Like, what are you talking about? Santa's real. And I remember getting on the bus that day. And I was like, Kyle, is Santa, is Santa really not real? He's like, I don't know. I'm like, okay. See, 
See, man, that's like how it was. How I was telling you with me and my kid, man, and she she was like, "Is wrestling fake?" And I was like, "I don't know." <laughs> I don't know. You got to like because like you don't want to like you don't want to ruin it. But I mean, that's why like I'm definitely going to be telling my kids at a certain age. I, I just don't want. I don't want like my kids have to you know deal with the kind of stuff that I, deal with that kind of situation because yeah it was funny and I always talk about it but, like especially as a guy that's like a little bit embarrassing yeah well uh, see what happened with um, me and my kids uh, not so much the older two you know to the older two to an extent but especially the baby we just didn't tell her about Santa Claus. We never, oh. we, ne- we never had a point to where we was like, well, what do you want Santa Claus to get you for Christmas? We never like, did that. What do you want mom and dad? Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah. We, we never brought Santa Claus up at all. The only reason that she knows about Santa Claus is whenever she goes to school and they tell stories about it. So when you do it that way, I feel is like they automatically know that this is a story, you know, and it's not like, you know, they know the three little pigs isn't a real story you know they just know is you know something entertaining you know that adults tell the kids and we kind of treated santa claus the same way we so we weren't like if you be bad santa ain't gonna get you shit for christmas we never did nothing like that (laughs) we was just like if you act up you're not gonna get anything for christmas so you know see i want to i wanted i i get it i mean i think i think that's definitely smart in a way i mean i definitely want to do the same thing with my kids but i feel like a lot of parents also do it so their kids listen their kids are like really yeah. bad like oh you want presents like you got to make sure your room is clean and stuff and make sure downstairs is clean i remember like when i still believed i would like you know right to like the day of christmas eve or christmas i'd make sure everything was clean and you know i was always like i don't know if santa's gonna come i don't know i think <laughs> i've been good this year like it was it was fun it's fun but yeah i do understand you know not and then just having them think of it in that other perspective. Yeah, because I didn't want, I guess I didn't really want them to be like, you know, your situation. Like, Santa is real. And they're like, damn, 12, 13 years old or some shit. And everybody like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you retarded or something? Are you slow? <laughs> I was just like, I just kind of, I just kind of feel that like you can it's it's just like with the wrestling stuff man you don't tell them it's fake you don't tell them it's not real you just yeah. kind of like i don't know i mean you tell me let them find out on their own <laughs> exactly exactly yeah but hey man it's been great talking with you voice to voice again over the skype and um we're gonna go ahead and ride out man so why don't you tell everybody where they can find you and where they can find your future show the three count really appreciate you having me on the show rob like you said it's been a long time coming we've been trying to do this for a long time but it was great shooting the shit again uh miss being on air with you mm-hmm. always always a lot of fun always goes all over the place i love the random ramblings we talked about santa claus ireland <laughs> funny stories my background i love to come on again and love to talk about wrestling with you uh at some point on my show and your show but uh you'd follow me on twitter at mccool n-a-i I uh, was the host of WR Pod, was the host of the Pipe Bomb on the NAI Network, was a co-host of the Shadow Glasscast. But my new project is The Three Count with Matt McCool on the NAI Network. It's going to be coming out. Not really sure yet, um, but stay tuned on Twitter. It's basically going to be a show, like I said, answering your questions. It's going to be all about fan interaction. You just tweet us each and every week, hashtag three count with your questions and we'll answer them on air. I'm going to have a lot of uh, my friends in podcasting and different rotating co-hosts and we're going to you know do a lot of different things for the show and it's going to be a lot of fun and definitely check out everybody else on the NAI Wrestling Network and NAI Pop for your pop culture needs. Um, that's about it. All right, man. Once again, I appreciate you coming on the show, giving me a little bit of your time. And hey, man, I wish you the best in the future of your show. Same here. Appreciate it. All right. Take it easy, man. Peace. And that was the show. That was uh, Matt McCool from the McCool Cloud McClan and everything. (laughs) Fucking Highlander and shit. But um, great to talk to Matt once again. And um, I don't know, man. We always have fun doing the pipe bomb with the cool and company. I thought it was um, an extra cool show because 
of the um, fan participation um, as uh, Matt spoke about whatever I mean as podcasters as broadcasters I mean that's what you crave you put your stuff out there for the world to listen to and um, you want some kind of feedback some criticism positive or negative you know things that you can do to improve the show and um, that's what I enjoyed most about the pipe bomb whenever we were doing that I would try to go out of my way to um do promos for it, promote for it, and get other ears that from outside of professional wrestling into the show. Because, you know, like he was saying, I mean, it was a wrestling show, but we answered other questions too. And, uh, you know, the conversation just kind of went all over the map. But anyway, um, like I was saying at the beginning of the show, you know, I'm thinking about doing the format this way and everything, and uh, cutting down a little bit of the rambling or whatever but you know that kind of takes away from the name random rambles with rob and if i'm not uh, rambling but what's you know the reason that i'm saying that and or thinking about doing it you know feedback i need some of that but i've been using the lemur app and um most of the rambling that i would do at the beginning of the shows uh, before i get to the guest or introduce the show i've been doing that type of stuff on the lemur app is going to be launching here pretty soon for android is only on a- apple devices right now the superior product and um i'll just go on there and i ran about anything and give you some um, behind the scenes talks and info about some of the episodes like this episode here that i'll have um another weekly episode on the lemur app you know, for behind the scenes stuff with this episode with Matt McCool and just um, other general shenanigans. So, you know, I'm not sponsored by Lemur, although I wish I was. <laughs> but um, I think it's a cool platform and it's a cool medium for um, anybody to use, you know, especially if you're just starting out in podcasting and you don't have the equipment. You can do all this stuff from your phone. You can edit it. You can do all that stuff from your phone. So, I mean, this is a good starting point for you to get some practice in. Practice? You talking about practice? Yeah, I'm talking about practice. <laughs> but, yeah. Just throwing it out there. Who knows? I'll probably keep it the same way. And who knows if I'll even be on Lemur next week. I could be on to the next thing or whatever. But, y'all know, I'm just saying. This life That's how life is. You know, you trash it. You like it for a while. And then it kind of trails off. But, not this. I could tell you going on for 110 consecutive episodes I've been sticking with this podcast game for over two years now and um, I ain't tired of it yet I know when I get a stockpile of episodes and I got like a break between guests and everything I get kind of tired and complacent and be like man I really don't feel like recording I don't feel like setting this shit up and doing all this other stuff but once the microphone is on and the record button is pressed I get back into it I get back to where I was. But anyway, going to tie this off and um, we're going to get on out of here. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at It's B Rob. That's I T S B R O B. If you want to talk professional wrestling and other general shenanigans, that's the account you do it on. If you want to follow the show and get any updates, you can do that on. 3R show on Twitter. If, um, oh, my music stopped. <laughs> if you want to support the show in any kind of way, the ways you can do that is by going to randomrobcast.com. Um, there's merchandise you can purchase, which I need to update. Um, there's Amazon links. You can use Amazon links to help the show. Um, you can give me money. You can get stuff on my Amazon wish list. There's um, equipment for the show to help me go out and do other things and make this thing bigger and better. But most importantly, forget all that shit I just said. You don't have to be a patron like Brandon McIntyre and Glenn Abbott through Podbean. You don't have to do that. You don't have to give me a goddamn thing. But what I would really sincerely like is for you to go on either iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play, wherever you listen to this podcast, leave a review, good or bad, five stars, preferably. But, you know, you put what you want because you're doing me a favor. You're doing the show a favor and it would be greatly appreciated. 
and it's and it's free and it's the best way to help the show out on that note this has been your boy b rob for the random rounds with rob podcast and i'll see you next time Your face is coming straight to your ears. A podcast network that's changing gears. Bringing fresh, funky pods with a fresh, funky beat. A family of pods that are bringing the heat. There ain't no stopping us. Keep coming back to us. Sick ass pods that'll make you hush. www.hushyourface.com.